Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Cool. How are you on this very fine day? Good, Tyler. You're a little, you're a little under the weather today. Yeah, you know, I think that weird temperature fluctuation we had uh, in my neck of the woods the last week or so kind of got me with a little bit of a cold. But I'm here. I'm saddling on. I don't feel the best, but I will make it. That is good that you were here because, as as all of our normal listeners know. Uh, you are the brains behind the operation, and I just uh, yell a lot. And I think, you know, it's just like a, it's like a crappy radio morning TV show, and that's what they tune in for. I think they just tune in for you to tell them what what fancy basketball players to pick. I think they tune in for Craig, but I mean, Craig, the uh, mysterious recording uh, guy that we have recording our podcasts now. Shout out to Craig. Uh, I also want to give a shout out real quick to our Patreons at patreon.com slash watching the boxes and our two new Patreons, Devin and George Tudor. Shout out to both Devin and George. You guys are helping support the show. We really, really appreciate it. And if uh, any of you other listeners out there, you like what you're here, you want uh, access to exclusive content, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. So thanks to you guys, but we are going to get right into are 30 teams in over 30 days preview and we're going to go into a team that i i find interesting i don't know if i'm not sure tyler finds them that interesting but i find them interesting i like some of the guys on this team and there's some reasons i find this team interesting and i'm talking about the sacramento kings tyler as we always start off with maybe not always but uh as we're going to start off with what is the most interesting fantasy storyline going in to the Sacramento Kings basketball season? Um, well, there's a lot, right? Because, I mean, we saw the Kings last year. No one thought they were going to be very good at all, right? We knew they had some young talent, and they've been, you know, they have the longest playoff drought in the NBA, right? So um, they are uh, they're dying for a playoff uh, run, which is another reason I like this team going into the season. I mean, it, and we talk about this sometimes, right? Like if, if you're out of the playoffs enough times in a row, right? There's a lot of high picks and you don't miss on them all. So you obviously get some good players and they've done that. Um, I We could argue they still made some mistakes as far as draft picks that they've made, but they're getting a lot of young talent now. They traded for Harrison Barnes last year to kind of be another piece to a pretty interesting roster that's getting better and... I'm not sure they're going to make the playoffs even this year in the loaded Western conference, but they have a lot of pieces, right? And so there's a lot of interesting guys to talk about for fantasy, whether it's De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Heald or Marvin Bagley, or, you know, a new guy that they signed that they probably overpaid for in Dwayne Dedman. Um, so yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. The, the West is going to be a bloodbath. They, uh, they did end up losing uh, Willie Cully Stein, uh, Alec Burks, but they uh, they added Trevor Reza, Dwayne Dedman, as you as you mentioned, uh, a, a kind of an old. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be relevant this season, but there's always a chance. But Richard Richard Holmes occasionally standard league relevant, um, and uh, Corey Joseph also 
on the Sacramento Kings and they re-signed Harrison Barnes. So, um, Tyler, there's uh, the reason I'm interested in the Sacramento Kings, uh, the reason that I think they are a little bit more interesting in fantasy basketball is because of the coaching change. Um, I think the Sacramento Kings, they are desperate for a um, playoff run. I, I Like you said, the, the West is a bloodbath. I don't think they're going to have a playoff run, but um, they, they, they definitely are going to try. They're going to try to make the playoffs. And Luke Walton, their new coach, uh, is going to play an up-tempo style of basketball, which fits right into all the young legs um, on this team. More pace means more uh, utilization, which means more shots, more possession. And um, all of these, I think all these guys, at the very least, if they're going to play the same, let's just say the same minutes as last season, just because of that that added pace, I think get a, at least a slight bump in their fantasy value. I mean, that's that's fair. I don't know. Um, I don't know that we know, right? I mean, Lionel Walton mentioned new coach. Um, just because one coach did things one way, right, and they got rid of Dave Yeager and they they hired Walton. Um, he might add to the pace, but he might try to play guys more minutes. He might try to play guys less minutes. I don't think we ever really know till we're in the meat of that experiment, but um, it is a narrative. And I am, um, you know, I'm going to buy into it because uh, Luke Walton's fast pace uh, mixed with uh, probably my favorite player on this team uh, mixed with uh, De'Aaron Fox, who is one of the fastest players in in the National Basketball League is is why I have my uh, hopes very high for the Sacramento Kings. And uh, I want to talk about De'Aaron Fox because I think De'Aaron Fox is, is one of those players that is likely to take a leap this year. So, we, you know, we've talked about a lot of these players that are hyped up and usually often – we kind of, you know, we're like, don't get too hyped on on this guy. He's he's already performing at a high rate, or you'd have to pr- improve so many things in order to become a, an, an elite fantasy basketball player. And with Darren Fox, I just I just like the idea uh, the idea of him um, fully committed to uh, running the offense in a f- even faster pace offense than last season. And to me, that means his his usage will be up and his possessions will be up. Um, last season, De'Aaron Fox um, overall, I believe, if I'm if I'm looking at this right, uh, for totals, is uh, ranked 43rd. So per game, he was actually ranked 70th, but on on totals, he played 81 games. So he is he was 43rd. And in um, what I would say is. I wouldn't say he's he played limited minutes. He started out the season um, playing uh, less minutes, but then he he ended up playing 31 minutes per game, which I think can go up this season. He averaged 17 points, four rebounds, over seven assists, and over one and a half steals a game while shooting almost 46%. And all of those things, I like that higher pace might mean his field goal percentage goes down, but I, I like the uh, I like seeing more assists from him. I like his steal numbers. The steal numbers are really important. Assists are super hard to come by, and uh, if he improves 
anywhere. It could be his three-point shot. He's only averaging one a game, which, as we know, one is is borderline below average in the NBA, in the National Basketball League now. Um, but that is an area for improvement for him, and I think it's one combined with his high steals, his high assists that make him so valuable. And we're, and we're talking about a guy who gets over half a block a game from the guard position. So all of these things are things I like, Tyler. Um, so, yeah, let's let's kind of circle back, and then we'll circle forward here. Um, Mike, who did Luke Walton coach last year? Ooh, I believe it was the Los Angeles LeBron Lakers. Okay, so um, looking at pace as – from our friends at NBAStats.com. Uh, now hold on. The only team that uh, the the only person who coached the Lakers last year was LeBron. Luke Walton did not technically coach the Pacers, so don't. Okay, well, well, that, that, their numbers. This isn't really going to matter, but the Lakers were fourth in pace, uh, one hundred three point six possessions. Even um, with LeBron. So, yep. So, the Sacramento Kings, coached by Dave Yeager, were one hundred three point eight eight were third in the NBA in pace. So they're up there to say that that pace is going to get uh, significantly, significantly better. I mean, I, I there's not that much room to go up, right? I wouldn't um, say significantly, but I do think it's higher than, than last year's. I mean, that's fair, right? And this team is going to be a team that wants to create turnovers and get out and run. I mean, you mentioned it. Fox is one of the fastest players in the league. So, um, yeah, and they won a lot of games by wearing the other team out by running the entire game. Here's the the part about Fox, and obviously Fox is a really young guy, right? He's uh, going to turn 22 in December, so he's still super young, and this is going to be his third NBA season. Um, the whole thing of him in college was he was not a great three point shooter, and he was not a great free throw shooter. And then during his first year, he was neither. And then he still wasn't a great free throw shooter last year, but he somehow hit 31 or 37% of his three pointers. He also hit 45% from the field. Now, a lot of that is he gets the rim and he's fast and it's hard to stop him. So he's going to shoot a, a decent, I think, field goal percentage. The three pointers, I'm still a little nervous about. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see like, you know, two and a half. Through. We're never going to see Brooke Lopez uh, level three pointers from De'Aaron Fox, but if he can, if he can pump that up to a respectable, you know, closer to one and a half than one, cool. If it's one point three, great. Like all that matters, and I think you know you get the an extra, you know, half a rebound, an extra half assists. You keep those steals super high. You get blocks from him. To me, he's an all around guy, especially in nine cat leagues, but in a league where you know assists are rare. And assist and steals make you a fairly elite player. I just, I just like, I like this guy. I think he's he's in he's in he's due for a third year leap. And uh, you know, I would actually be targeting him, uh, probably in probably in like the end of the third, early fourth round. With you, and I think you summed it up in that last sentence. I think other people might be much higher on De'Aaron Fox. Like, for example, our friend Mark Roberts has him twenty fifth in his rankings. Oh, so, well, basically, so basically, so uh, basically, a top. I mean, basically, not quite a second round pick, but uh, right the very first pick in the third round. Um, 
yeah, I just think a lot of people are going to point to this as like the breakout guy. And I don't know that I'm super on board with that. Like, I think he had a great season last year and you mentioned it. He was like a top 40 player. That's good. I don't see a ton of areas where I'm like, he's going to be significantly better in this. Like he might play a couple more minutes. He might get, you know, seven and a half assists instead of 7.3. He might get four rebounds. Um, but I don't know that he's going to score like over 20 points, which we talk about that being kind of a big threshold, right? Like I would put him more at that, like 18 point a game range. And so I, I do like him too. I'm super fine with him being, you know, kind of a late third, early fourth round pick. But when you're talking like beginning of the third or second round, like I think there's some guys I like better there. Um, that's kind of all personal preference, but yeah. Yeah. At the end of that third round, uh, it would depend on who's left, but uh, that's when I'm going to start looking at them. You know, if you still have your, and let's let's play a little game here, uh, Tyler. Right? Let's switch it up a little. Uh, De'Aaron Fox or Trey Young? Yeah, give me Trey Young. I mean, I don't, I don't think Trey Young is a better necessarily real life basketball player, but those elite assists plus the uh, pretty nice. damn good points. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm going to go for Trey Young. And the threes. Yep. You know, I'd yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Um, De'Aaron Fox or Devin Booker? Uh, give me Devin Booker. I'm kind of on board with the fact that I think Devin Booker is going to be an elite player this year. And, and you know, we'll see if he can stay healthy. But, yeah, I mean, I just – there's so much to like about his game. And, I mean, I think he could literally push to be – as long as James Harden's not dropping 40 a night, be one of the top scorers in the league. Absolutely, elite, elite points. I would say that's when I'm going to start uh, looking at my team and and trying to understand what, what my team actually needs. Uh, if I'm low on steals, then I get a little bit worried about Devin Booker. But uh, There's an interesting I, one. I got an interesting one I'd like okay. to ask you about. Okay. Um, guy in a new situation, maybe a team we can talk about uh, relatively soon, D'Angelo Russell or Mr. De'Aaron Fox? That's I like that question. I actually had a... I, I, a couple of extra ones for you. Um, oof. That's tough. And I think mm, D'Angelo Russell, new situation. He's going to play. Uh, I think we're going to talk about him very, very soon. But um, I actually think I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox because I think D'Angelo Russell is uh, someone who's going to have to share possessions and De'Aaron Fox is absolutely not going to and give me the bump in steals over the bump in threes. Threes are easy to come by in later rounds. Steals um, are not. Um, yeah, fair. I think they're very similar players and they, they do a lot of similar stuff. Um, I think you're underselling the fact that Russell's probably going to score like three more points a game. Um, and and people will I like, be worried. I like his percentage. I like his percentage to go up this year. People will be worried about that, you know, because he's joining Golden State. Well, I mean, Golden State just lost Kevin Durant, who averages like twenty six points a game. So it's gotta uh, go somewhere. Well, and we'll talk about that in the Golden State one. So I know. think those two um, are very similar players, and I think maybe one. I think in some drafts, people are going to be worried about Russell, and they're going to be super high on Fox, and you're going to see Fox going like at twenty, and Russell going at like forty. And really, they're pretty similar players. Like when the value gets shaken out in the totals, right? Like one's a little better in this category, the other one's a little better in that category. They're very, very similar. 
Yes, I would completely agree with that. I think that's a very, very good note. I got, I got two more, actually, some old guys. Uh, Redraft League, Ninecat, De'Aaron Fox, or Mike Connolly. Um, so <clears throat> when we're talking redraft, right? Like we, you only got to be good for this year. So I think guys that are older get hated on a little bit too much, right? Um, Mike Please. Conley, another, another guy in a new situation, right? Um, I'm going to go Fox just because I think Fox is going to get you a little bit more assists. I think Fox is probably going to be a little bit better rebounder and a little bit better in steals. So I think, you know, those are kind of categories we look for, right, in a point guard. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, Conley's going to share that ball handling a little bit with with Donovan Mitchell. And, I mean, you mentioned it, Fox, okay. like, you know, they don't got a, a ton of other guys that are going to take that ball handling load. So I, I think give me Fox there. And last one, Fox or Eric Bledsoe. Oh, you know how much I love Eric Bledsoe. Um your boy. Similar, also similar stat lines between these two guys. Uh, yeah, and and I guess give me Fox just in the sense that I feel like he'll probably get you another an extra like assist and a half a game. Um, I, I, I think I would. Uh, uh, I, I'll sign off on on, on both of those uh, both of those picks. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, like I said, you know, I think he's uh, definitely a solid fourth round player. Um, and I, I, I don't actually, I think you think people are on DR folks and I actually don't think, I don't think people are on them. So we'll have to see it closer to the season. I'll even, you know, just, you know, eyeball testing it, um, and kind of looking at some preliminary rankings I've done. I would say Fox is probably in my third round, pretty safely in my third round. I don't know that he's in my second round. I don't even know that I'm really even going to think about him in my second round, but in in that third round. I, I think I if I'm the only person drafting right, I think he goes somewhere like between thirty and, and thirty-five. Like that's yeah, just kind of where yeah. I got him penciled in. And so um, you know, solid third round player, like not no no complaints. And then, you know, we saw a big leap from him last year and I mentioned it, he's gonna be twenty two. Like we could see easily see another leap. And I actually, uh, Tyler, I just think we have, I actually think we have him higher than most, most other spots, like most other sites, most other rankings. A lot of rankings are out now. We're going to talk about those rankings soon. So uh, we'll have to see how, uh, how those rankings get adjusted as we get closer uh, to the season. But uh, I want to talk about the other player on this team that is an obvious standard league player. And that's Buddy Heald. Uh, Buddy Heald, excellent season last year. Uh, definitely made a jump in his play, a third-year jump, like we think uh, De'Aaron Fox might be making. Um, But Buddy Heald does it in a a little bit of a a different way. He's a great scorer. He hits tons of threes, but doesn't do um, the the assists and steals, but uh, is an excellent percentage uh, and does not turn the ball over either if you care about that sort of thing. Um, Buddy Heald, 82 games last season, uh, 20 points, Three three pointers, five rebounds, and only two and a half assists. Tyler, what's your what's your take on Buddy Heal? Does he does he have more room to grow, or is is this uh, at uh, twenty six years old? Is this kind of um, what we're going to get from Buddy Heal? Uh, and so that's worth mentioning, right? That some people think, oh, you know, it's Buddy's, you know, what fourth year, um, third or fourth year, actually. Uh, it's his fourth year. He played in 2016, 2017, 2017, yeah. 18, yeah. 18, 19, and now 19, 20. Um, 
but he's already 26 and he actually turns 27 in December. So like we mentioned, this was a guy who played actually five years of basketball at Oklahoma. Right. I believe. Um, so he's, yeah, he, I mean like, so Devin Booker is younger than he is. Right. And Devin Booker has played how many years in the league now? Like six, seven and Devin Booker's younger than him. Um, that's kind of a, a thing that people forget, right? So Heald's a little bit older. Heald's fantasy game is not one that I love, um, and it, it kind of boils down to there's not a ton of steals and, and blocks, right? He averaged 1.1 combined steals and blocks last year. I don't love that, right? Oh, um, Heald is a guy, right? Like, just you mentioned it, like the rebounds, five rebounds from a guard, pretty good. Two and a half assists, though. Like, I'm not super into that. And there's no steals and blocks. But then you just get a barrel load of points and a barrel load of threes. Um, probably a top 50 player, just barely, because he's going to score 20 points. But... Yeah, actually, I, I would agree with that. Like, I think he he's limited in his ceiling simply because of the things you're saying, the blocks and the steals. You cannot be elite without having your blocks and steals go up though, you know, close to a half a block for a guard is, is definitely good. Um, but this was, I think his best shooting year. Uh, he's heading into his prime in year four, uh, at, at 27, as you said. And, uh, if you're kind of someone who doesn't care about free throw percentage or doesn't care about turnovers, those are two really good stats for him. So, all you're getting is bulk points and bulk threes with good rebounds from a guard. And that's, that's really nice, but there's kind of a lot of that out there. So if he's come, if you're seeing him go in those early rounds, you're just not going to get any value out of him. Um, You know, if, if he's fallen into the fifth, sixth round, all right, cool. That's 20 points from a guy in the fifth and sixth round. That's, that's actually really nice. But I, I, I think last year, might be close to his ceiling, if not his ceiling. Like there, uh, to me, there's even a potential chance that there's a slight regression. Yeah, like season. where does where does he get go up? Like the only way well, he's he go- the only way he's going to go up is if he somehow gets more minutes and more shots. Like, do do we really see that happening? Like, I don't, I don't really see him getting a ton more shots. Um, he I is one of the seventeen the shots a game. Like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. And he's one of the league's best three-point shooters. Like, give him credit. He's good at, at some things. Like, I'm not trying to slag him off. But, yeah, like I mentioned, like, he's a top 50 player, but he's, like, number 50. <laughs> yeah, he's so, much, much closer to 50. I, I like De'Aaron Fox better than I like Buddy Hill for sure, even though I think Buddy Hill did finish a little bit higher than uh, De'Aaron Fox last season. Also 82 games. Um, yeah, actually, really, in totals finished 23rd in a a nine cat league. So that's, that's, that's really nice, but that's simply, he's he's still a great fantasy player, but not an elite player. When you're looking nine cat, right? He doesn't turn the ball over a ton, which helps him a ton. Um, It's just flip it to eight cat once real quick. And I don't know if you can bring that up like real fast, but, um, and this is where turnovers can sometimes skew the, the game a little bit when you're playing nine cat Um, guys who have pretty low turnovers, you know, like when we're comparing Buddy Heald's 1.8 to someone like, you know, James Harden, who gets a ton, right? Like he gets a significant, significant boost in that category. And what that does is it doesn't really reflect what he's giving you in 
real value because if you have, you know, a couple guys like James Harden and a couple other point guards, like you're probably not going to be super good in assists or super good in turnovers. I'm sorry. So, I mean that, but that's okay. And obviously no one wants to finish last in any category, especially if it's Roto, it's hard to win if you're dead last, but you know, having some high turnover guys means you got some good players usually. Um, but he healed 39th in totals, nine if you do not include turnovers. And and you mentioned it, right? He played 82 games. So if we're saying there's not really any room for him to get better, and there's definitely no more games to play, right? So there you go. There's his ceiling. So if you're picking him above that number. Choice. You know, I think he's a solid fifth round player. And that's kind of where I'm at too. Like I, but I don't see a ton of room for him to like, I don't really see anywhere where I'm going. That's somewhere where I see buddy being a lot better. Yeah. In fact, when I get to the fifth round, I'm not sure. I'm like, okay, 100% got to pick up buddy heel. He's in the fifth round. If he slips to the sixth round, I'm happy. So, you know, he's just a guy like, I think he's, he's exactly what you think he is. Um, he's going to get you threes and points and that's all super, super positive. And he's kind of a build player too, for me, like, in a certain build, I have I feel like I he's a lot more valuable to me than in a build where, you know, if I'm punting points, what's well, Buddy Healed to me? Like, you know what I mean? Like Buddy Heal's really not worth he's it's like real far down because if you're punting points, your threes are probably not that great either. So and so I, and I mean and also that's what I mean by a build player when I say that, um, in case people are, are wondering. Yeah, he's definitely, to me, a, a very specific player I'm looking at in specific builds in that fifth round. And in other builds, like, somebody else can have him. I'm, I'm very interested to see what his average uh, draft position is going to be because I think his finish last year with 82 games is going to look good on his rankings. People are going to look at what he was ranked last year, and they're going to go, wow, you know, maybe I should get more attention to Buddy Heal than I think he – there's a chance he's overdrafted. I don't. I think there's more of a chance he's overdrafted than De'Aaron Fox is overdrafted. So, and, uh, and but I, if, if he slips, right, like he's a perfect role player. Like he's definitely someone you slide in based on your build. And I, I like, I like you calling him a build player because he's definitely uh, fit, fits a really nice need. Whether you need those stats or are already good in those stats and want to build on top of them. Well, the Sacramento is kind of an interesting team to me in fantasy in this respect, right? we often see Sacramento players getting knocked down a little bit because, you know, they're not, right. They're not a team that's on national TV a ton and they don't usually have that big flashy start, but, but now they've got some young players who are, you know, kind of in their second, third, fourth year that people are kind of excited about, right. Fox played well for team USA and obviously left the team now. And there was, that was kind of a story and, you know, they got buddy healed and they got a guy we're about to talk about Marvin Bagley, who was the second pick and, you know, a lot of people point to, oh, he got picked over Luka Doncic, whatever. Like, we're not, we don't need to go into that. But there's some storylines, right? So do they stay overlooked? Are people now looking at the Kings because they had a pretty good season last year? Like, that'll be something interesting to see as fantasy drafts get closer. Like, what are the ADP of these players? Yeah. Oh, I, I think there might be a little bit of bump. But I actually, you know, I don't think it's going to be too much of a bump outside of maybe Buddy, Buddy Heald. Uh, Marvin Bagley, like you said, is a is a sexy name for people who uh, who want to pick up a young guy who can maybe improve. And at 20 years old, Marvin Bagley, his rookie season was solid. He only played 25 minutes a game. Um, he averaged 15 points and eight rebounds 
But uh, Tyler, those are the sexy stats. Um, he's got a sexy name. He's got sexy stats. But he only had one block, a half a steal, one assist, and a half a three-pointer a game. And Tyler, the the studies show, studies show, Tyler, that guys who cannot put together blocks and steal numbers and can't hit threes and are, are huge detrimentals and assists just aren't cut out to make it into any of the top tiers uh, in their in their career. So, you know, is he a second plateau type of guy or is he able to sneak into that first plateau by playing starters and minutes? And I, I think there's a potential due to the pace and due to improvements that he could slip into that first plateau, um, maybe be a 75 uh, rank or plus, but I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't put a ton of money on it, but I do think that maybe is his ceiling. Um, so the Kings added Dwayne Dedman, right? They've got yep. Harry Giles, who, I mean, we're assuming they got to want to play him at some point. Yeah. Um, they got Harrison Barnes, who's a four now, for the most part, right? He, he plays a lot of four. Um, so I don't think, you know, Marvin Bagley, you mentioned the minutes, I believe, 25 last year. I don't see, like, upward mobility of him all of a sudden playing 35, right? So you don't you don't love that, right? He's probably maybe, maybe scratches 30, maybe. Um, in that second year, they just got a lot of other guys to play. Right. And that's good. And I mean, you look at last year, even in his best stretch, like look at down the, down the stretch, like the last 25 games, he averaged 27.8 minutes a game. So, you know, that's probably a pretty safe bet. Um, and you mentioned it even in during that stretch, 17.8 points, 9.1 rebounds, 1.2 assists, 0.6 deals, 0.9 blocks, 0.8 threes just not a ton to love here, right? Like he's going to get you buckets and he's going to get you rebounds. Um, yeah. And actually I think he's taking the role that Harrison Barnes used to have in fantasy basketball. He's going to be a scorer who gets you rebounds and that's about it. So as a late round pick, he's a great way to scam some points as a late round pick. Um, he's also a detriment in free throw percentage, which oh, yeah. I think is worth mentioning, right? Like he shoots a good field goal, but he's not good at hitting his, his free throws and he shoots a very high volume. Um, at least he did last year, right? He shot 4.2 and he shot 69%, which was not good. And that's like a lot, a lot greater volume than a lot of guys you're seeing getting picked around him, right? Like a lot of guys getting picked around him are in that like two and a half, three range. Yes, he's a he's a one dimensional he's a one dimensional player. And, um, top one hundred. Uh, he, he has like him. well, he said he has he has some detrimental stats. So it depends on your build. Uh, if you can afford the the hit and assists and the hit and free throws, um, I uh, then yeah, I, you know, I, I think he's still worth a, a late pick. I, I actually think he can sneak into the top one hundred, even maybe in the top ninety. Uh, if he has a little bit of a just an improvement in, let's say he can get another assist per game, or he can get those threes up to one, you know, like there's a little bit of he's only twenty, so I think there's improvement to be had. I like him playing in this pace, but he's a one-dimensional player, and he's probably always going to be one. And he's a three-category player, which even you know, like he kind of just really fits a certain box in that sense right and he's another like a build player like you mentioned it like you know you you, you got to need points and rebounds and field goal percentage at the time you're picking and i wouldn't even like be thinking about him 
you know, much past the top 100. And I feel like he's probably going to be in the top 100. Like, I feel like he's going to be kind of a sexy name where people are, are going to want him. And yeah, he yeah makes they, it to the ninth, 10th. They can have him. Like if they're going to pick him, you know, in the seventies, eighties, that that's, that's for somebody else. So I'm going to be looking at him more like in that hundred to one twenty, one twenty, one thirty, like, you know, somewhere in that range, um, obviously depending on my build, if I really feel like I need him, and he's going to be one of the higher scoring points players left, especially points and rebounds guys um, in that range. So maybe I do like kind of sneak up and grab him at like 95, but yeah, it before might be 90. A, might be a necessity if you need those points, right? And I mean, just, just, I mean, to, for frame of reference, right? So our friend Mark Roberts has him taking a small leap. He hasn't played 28 and a half minutes a game and he ranks him 110th. Yeah, and so, actually, um, I think he'll play closer to thirty, uh, maybe even more than thirty, uh, with a with a young team. I, I, I like I said, I like it, the Sacramento Kings. I like their pace. I like their coach. Uh, I'll give it a bump to everybody. You're right, Morgan Bagley, one dimensional player. And even like if you're saying thirty minutes, right? That's a minute and a half a game, but he doesn't do this. He doesn't get a boost in the stat, the, the small stats, right? He only produces in the big stats. And so like, okay, you're talking about like 8.6 rebounds and like 18.3 points, which barely is going to push him into the top 100. If you're saying 30 minutes a game. So I still like him um, I, 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 at that range in that range. So I don't think he's going to have a fall off season uh, on the flip side of that. Dwayne Dedman, who is a all-around good fantasy basketball player, um, if he's the one getting 30 minutes a game, you know, all, all things even, Marvin Bagley getting 30, Dwayne Dedman getting 30, I like Dwayne Dedman better because he's got that steel block, which we uh, steel block three, which is pretty rare, uh, and then he's also going to give you the rebounds that you that you want, but he's not going to give you any of the scoring that Marvin Bagley will give you. But as an all-around fantasy basketball player, Dwayne Dedman. Just does a little bit more. Yeah, and and I don't think Deadman's gonna play any more than like twenty five minutes. I mean, we've seen in the last couple of years play twenty five minutes, and that's fine. Like twenty five minutes. You mentioned it, Steel Block three. Uh, yeah, I'll own Deadman on some of my teams this year. I feel good yeah, about yeah. him getting twenty five minutes, and I feel good about him being relatively a top one hundred player. I think he's going to be relevant. Uh, I think he should be drafted. I completely agree. If you can get him in those later rounds, I I think that's one of the players, uh, a lot of the casual fans, they don't even know about him because he was in Atlanta and now he's on the Kings and they think he's not going to start or play heavy minutes due to the, you know, Marvin Bagley. And it's even in 26, 27 minutes, he is fantasy standard league relevant. So, you know, keep an eye on him as someone who's going to maybe one of your last picks. If you told me Bagley was going to get 30 or Deadman was going to play 25 and I could have one of the two players, you know, I think I would take Dwayne Deadman even in 25 over Bagley's 30. I just feel good about the steel block. I feel good about the 10 points. I feel good about the rebounds. And the free throw is not going to kill you. So, um, you know, obviously taking build out of it. Like if you tell me those two are both available at like pick 105, I think I'd take Deadman first. I think it's a toss-up. I, I, I think I might roll with Marvin Bagley just to get a 20-point player, 18-point player um, at that late of a stage. But it, it's going to depend on your build. Um, let's go on to the rest of this team. Bogdan, Bogdanovich was occasionally relevant last year, and I think a very similar role 
where he will be a, a great player to pick up off of waivers to get you the extra, you know, maybe the extra points you need, uh, maybe the the extra three-pointer rebound. Um, I I like Bogdan Bogdanovich, but I don't think he's worth drafting in a standard league. Um, why is the hate gone so far on Mr. Bogdanovich? I feel like he had a better season than most people realized last year. Um, just looking over the stat line, right? He, he only played 27.8 minutes, which people thought I think he was going to play a little bit more than that. Um, the field goal percentage was bad. Um, he's mm-hmm. a pretty good free throw or three point shooter, though, right? And the free throw doesn't kill you, right? 83 for his career. Um, he averaged three and a half rebounds, 3.8 assists, a steal, and 14 points. Like, I, I feel like that's pretty good, and I feel like I'm somewhat interested in him as kind of a last round pick. Now in a standard league, I'm probably not right. Because I'm going to go for somebody with a little bit more upside, but like for him being a player who's like in that, you know, one ten to one thirty range, I feel pretty good about that. So like in a deeper league, I could see myself owning some Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. If you're talking about deeper leagues where stats matters, playing matters, this guy is good. Like he is, a, he's going to be overlooked for sexier names. But when you're in a bigger league, those bigger names or those those sexy names that might not produce anything really harm you in rounds 10, 11, 12, 13, because there's the talent is so scarce that really minutes and stats matter. And you're going to get good minutes and you're going to get good stats from Donovich. So yeah, I think in a bigger league, I'm 100% in. Uh, in a standard league, um, I think he's just going to be kind of like uh, the, one of the uh, the late the uh, the lousy waiver wire player that everybody owns. You know, he's going to be we'll out for definitely. That's what I mean. Will definitely stream. That's what I would call him. I will definitely stream, Mister Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, Completely agree. Uh, Trevor Ariza is on this team. Trevor Ariza. Maybe that's why people will be a little worried too, right? They added Trevor Ariza, who plays the same position as as Bogdan. Yes, um, Trevor Ariza, not the uh, greatest season. Uh, coming back for maybe one more, I guess. He's uh, he's thirty four, um, but even even last year, he's playing thirty four minutes. He was a top one hundred player. He's 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 oh. not gonna get. Uh, he's just not gonna get. 34 minutes. Like he's probably going to get closer to 24, 25. I would, I would think, or maybe, maybe, maybe bump that up a little bit, but um, Trevor Reese is, is who he is. And he used to be someone who could get major steals. And when the steals start going, the rest of it goes. And the steals went for him last season. He still averaged 1.3, but um, I think Trevor Reese just, the age is catching up to him. He also will be a player I think is going to be worth streaming quite a bit. But standard league relevant? Eh, maybe, actually. He might be one of those later round picks. Would you rather draft Trevor Reza or Bogdanovich if you were in like a deeper league? Uh, Bogdanovich, I just feel better about him playing a little bit more. Um, Arisa got 3.7 assists last year, which kind of boosted up his value. And like that was kind of out of nowhere. Now he did have a season all the way back in 2010 where he got 3.8, but for like most of the rest of his career, he's been around two. Yeah, so that was situational. John Wall's out, you know, he's playing a little bit more in Washington. 
And, you know, he played, you know, about a third of his season with Phoenix and about two thirds with Washington. And he was even doing it with Phoenix. And I guess Phoenix doesn't really have a point guard. Like I get that, but um, that was a little bit, it was cool to see him do something. We really hadn't seen him do, I guess is my point there. Um, yeah, I mean, Trevor Reese is going to be overlooked, and he's definitely worth streaming. And in a deeper league, I'd probably even own him a little bit. I'm more on the line that he gets probably somewhere between 25 and 26, 27 minutes a game. Um, he'll probably play a little small forward, a little power forward, maybe even a little shooting guard for them. Um, fun with basketball reference nicknames. Do you know Trevor Reese's basketball reference nickname? Oh, no, I, like I this do is not. Very, this is a very fitting nickname for him, I feel like. His nickname is Switchblade. Wow. Uh, that's a very aggressive nickname. I feel like he can like do a lot of things, and he always steals the ball. You know, I'm, I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm a fan. Well, no, I'm that, start. that would make sense if he was a Swiss Army knife, but it's just a Switchblade. Switchblades are for stabbing. Kind of messed up. But I see it. I, I don't know, it. Mike. I- You you know you know what switchblades are for. Um, I like I like uh, this is why I like this team. We've we already talked about almost half the team, and they're all pretty fancy relevant. And then this is why I am going to pay attention to this team throughout the season is because if there are injuries, if there are um, you know weird rotations or even a trade. You have a roster, and uh, you know I'm not going to really talk about Harry Barnes that much because we all know who Harry Bar- how good Harry Barnes is. Like I said, I think Marvin Bagley's the new Harrison Barnes, except for he actually has some some upside. Um, Harrison Barnes, he's going to score. Cool, he's going to get some rebounds. Cool. Uh, I hate Harrison Barnes, but he's he's probably worth owning uh, or rostering in some leagues simply because he's going to score. He's going to score some points. But. Um, you have guys. He just plays a ton of minutes, right? Like, yeah, the minutes are there. And I'm not excited about owning Harry Barnes in any league. But here's the here's the second team: the guys who aren't going to play enough minutes to be relevant, but could be Corey Joseph, Bielitsa, Harry Giles, Richard Holmes, and even Yogi Ferrell. All of those guys have had moments except for let's just say not harry giles but all of those guys have been somewhat fantasy relevant with starters minutes and harry barn or excuse me harry barnes uh harry giles i'm gonna get my harry boys mixed up those harry boys over on the sacramento harry boy uh harry giles is someone who projects to be very very good fantasy wise if he was playing extended minutes so overall I, and if I, I'm drafting, I really like this team. If I'm drafting tomorrow, right, which I don't recommend anyone do, that's the thing that worries worries me a little bit with picking some of these guys, right? It's like we mentioned the Ariza Bogdanovich thing, right? And then they got Harrison Barnes and they've got Bielitsa and they've got they've got options. And when we see a new coach, right? We saw this in Orlando all the way back with Victor Oladipo. And we remember we talked about this, I swear, for like a whole season, right? And then Victor Oladipo broke out the next year, right? That like he he couldn't get a minute with, with Scott Skiles. Could one of the players we're thinking about drafting 
fall victim to I just like playing Bielitsa more. I just like playing this player more. I just like playing that player more. That's something with a new coach we always got to watch, which makes this team not only one of the most interesting fantasy teams, but one of the most interesting teams to watch this preseason because you know, new coach, a lot of talented players who can produce stats and, and are good basketball players, like could Luke Walton throw a curveball at us and decide to play somebody way more minutes than we think he's going to? Absolutely. I think the, the worst case scenario here is a let's just keep screwing around with the rotation, screwing around with the minutes and never get anything cohesive. And I think a team like this that played so well together, um, doing that would really kind of uh, to go from season to season, completely screwing up the rotation. Uh, I just don't think it's in the best interest of Luke Walton. So I'm not too worried about that. But as we said, we have we have no idea what's going to happen there. So let's keep an eye on the Sacramento Kings. Tyler, I don't even think you have to ask. We, we talked about at the beginning. Uh, not a playoff team, in my opinion. And no, I'm out. I'm out on the Kings. Um, I might have a surprise team in that playoff mix in the West, but I am not. It's not the Kings. It is not the Kings. Well, everybody, you're going to have to listen to all 30 team previews in over 30 days in order to find out what team that is from Tyler. I'm excited to hear about it. Um, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Um, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Guys, if you like the show, rate, review us, hit us up on Twitter, send us feedback, what kind of shows you want to hear as we approach the season. We're going to be doing a ton of shows leading up to the season to get you prepared for your draft. So we want to make sure you're prepared. So let us know what we can do to make you fully prepared. And if you really want the in, uh, along with exclusive content that will help you with your draft, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes and subscribe. It helps, helps us out, helps support the show. That is it. And we will see you for the next team.